cut an intro for episode two. Yeah, I noticed like when I was cutting last week, so I was like, wow, I knew we talked for a while. I was like, wow, Dom, cut this down to 50 minutes. Like, what did he cut out? Then I was like, oh, wait, it's at 40 minutes and we're not even on the second match. Because there's three to go. <laughs> if I didn't stop there. Yes. We got Doink versus Crush. Doink versus Crush versus Doink. Champion of yesteryear, Razor Ramon. Ah, oh, yes. Champions of yesteryear. And then Money Inc. versus Brutus and Hulk. Yes, the three, three, and three. Well, two, three, and three. Two, three, and three, with a lot of discussion for the beginning. Yeah, because we had to set the stage. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how we're going to divide it up. So this will be week two. Yes. And we'll start with Thoink and Crush. Sounds good. We're back with Caesar. Oh, yes. Looks like a clown. Yes. Caesar has been drawn upon by Doink backstage. We're back with Gene and Doink is there with Gene doing his Doinky thing. Just kind of, you know, laughing, but giving us that menacing look at the same time as only Matt Bourne could do, Mm -hmm. at least at that point until they got a new Doink. Until many other people could do. Until many more Doinks there were. Yeah. And then we get a, just because we haven't remembered what actually happened because it was over three months ago at this point, we get a replay of Doink taking down. Down crush with his prosthetic arm from many months ago. Doink, of course, loves this, is laughing hysterically at it. You know, nobody gets the joke like Doink does. Doink's hair is much more crazy than it was. Yes, he's back into his fuzzy mode. Yes, back to the fuzzy wig. I noticed that. What happened? What was wrong with the nicely coiffed wig? I think he just grew his wig out. Just been a month. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Because remember, those shows were pre-taped a month ago. This week had time to grow. Oh, that's true. Well, by the end of his little promo here, Doink gives us a little taste of the future and says that Crush will be seeing double vision. Mm -hmm. Spoiler. Spoiler. And Jin is completely insulted. Like he told him something about his sisters. Oh, you're terrible. (laughs) Get out of here. Double vision. Gene is appalled at everything. Always appalled. (laughs) Always appalled. A pull Gene. Can you imagine poor Gene at home? Like his wife's like, oh, Jesus, what a pill. Like, <laughs> Cranberries again. Oh, I can't stand it. Oh, my God. Family oh, no. Times is in rerun. This is appalling. Oh, it's the summer months. Nobody runs anything in the summer. Oh, no. Crush comes out. Crush is trying. That's my new way to introduce Crush. He's got some fans. One guy cut out a poster, did the pineapple head thing on his poster. Yes. There's another guy in the crowd that just has a sign that says, kill the clown. Kill the clown. <laughs> I was like, security? Let's find that dude. Blue Coat Doink makes his uh, debut tonight. This is what I remember. This blue coat instead of the red one he had with the frowny face buttons. He's got an umbrella. He's tiptoeing away and... Mm-hmm. He knows how to play the camera. Every time he knows the camera's on him, he starts giving him like this, like the clown from It face. Yeah, this is what people like Iron Mike Sharp and like Bob Backlin and all these, you know, oversellers of things should have taken lessons 
from Doink Mm -hmm. because he is all about the visual aspect of selling, whereas they were all about the audio (laughs) of selling. And it plays so much better this way. I I think it's more because since he's all made up with his his clown makeup and everything, that he can do more with his like facial features. Yeah, everything's exaggerated because it's overly painted. It's like his... Exactly. His face is four more inches bigger than it should be. Yeah. They allow Crush to get his revenge. You know, they do the mm-hmm. uh, crushes kicking the ass of the clown. The clown mm-hmm. is uh, full heel mode. He's begging off and trying to get away, rolling out of the ring. When he does attack Crush, Crush is indestructible. Of course. So they let Crush have his, his moment. Yeah, Crush was, as the commentators put it, very focused, very slow and methodical in most of his moves. And it was all big time Crush moves. Yeah, they did the one where he drapes the clown's head over the top rope and he jumps mm-hmm. off, which was a Macho Man move who did it better because he would like, grab the guy's head, drag him all the way to the rope and slingshot him off. And Macho would jump over. So there's kinetic in both directions. So you see Macho falling over the top rope while the other guy is getting decapitated. Yeah. yeah. I did not see, and I had to go back. The WrestleMania 9 was rough for me, dude. I, I, Oh, I got you. I, I fell asleep on it twice. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to watch this, Oof. which only made me have to watch it again and again. <laughs> <laughs> you just set yourself like, up for oh, disappointment, though. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I'd wake up. It's like, oh, shit, the match is over. <laughs> God damn it. And then I have to go back and watch the match. Oh, no. Not too much of a uh, doink offense. Mm. He does get some, like, around uh, almost the one hour mark, about 57 minutes in. Uh, you start seeing the offense on Crush. Real scary move. 57 minutes, 59 seconds in. Doink does a pile driver and Crush's head is super low. Like Crush is a big yeah. ass dude. You better be able to lift this motherfucker uh, because yeah. I think he landed on his head. I thought they had banned that move because of that. At least the the way that Doink does it because Doink sits back. See, it's not like mm-hmm. the, the tombstone pile driver where he goes down on his knees and you can protect his head a little bit better. This one... He comes down on his uh, ass. on his butt. Yeah. So you can see Crush's head like hit the ground between his knees. It's exactly the move that really ended Stone Cold's career eventually. Mm-hmm. Because legend goes, they were talking about the pile driver spot in the Owen Hart match with him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you go into his knees. He's like, no, I'm going to my ass. And he thought he was kidding. Oh. Um, and he went to his head, his head was too low and it broke his neck. And he just had complications for years and years and years to the point where he couldn't go anymore. But this move exactly, but not this move now, is what banned the pile driver in WWF. When Stone Cold mm-hmm. broke his neck with a pile driver, like, fuck this, man. You just killed our golden goose okay. for a dumb spot. Uh, there's yes. only two dudes in the company that were allowed to do anything similar, and that was Kane and the Undertaker. It's a forward one yeah. because you have a little bit more leeway there where their head goes to, you know, go down on your knees. So you're not really putting their head down on the ground. Yeah. And also, they're fucking enormous. Yeah. Apparently, Kane is like the strongest dude in the world. Yeah. You, you ain't doing a pile driver with stubby upper legs. But you're not doing a pile driver of Matt Bourne, who's probably 5'8 at best, against, you mm-hmm. know, Crush, who's like 6, what, 12? He's like, yeah, he's like humongous. He's got to be a yeah. hundred more pounds easily. Crush looks like he's okay, but that that looks pretty scary. Yeah, uh, Crush gets it all back when Doink tries to go over the top rope. Crush extends his leg all mm. seven feet of it and uh, <laughs> knocks Doink's head off. Fatality. 
we get the power five moves of doom from Crush. Yeah, the, the one spot that I did like was Doink jumping off, I think it was the second rope, into a power bomb. That was fun. Then we get the planet fitness. Mm-hmm. So that's that's done. Then he goes for the crushing of the head. And I believe this is our ref bump. Yes. We get a little bit of a ref bump here. One of many. If they had agents back then, they didn't talk to each other because mm-hmm. there's a lot of ref bump. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the first one, if you want to count it, is Shawn Michaels pulling the ref out of the ring. Yeah. Creating yeah. the DQ, even though the ref, he went down, but he didn't go out. Here we have Kona Crush, Squisher Noggin, and Bourne elbows the ref and knocks him conscious. Then Doink goes back under the ring. He did this earlier where he was trying to get under the ring for something. Yeah. Here we go again. Crush pulls him out. Yeah, pulls him out twice, brings him back in, uh, gives him a couple of, of back heel kicks, and then goes right for the squishing of the head. And this is where this goes south because we get the double doink. We get double doink with the loaded yeah. prosthetic arm. Yes, the 20 ton prosthetic arm. Well, this one I bought because he hits him once and then he hits him again and shit falls out of the arm. Yeah. It actually looks like it was loaded with something, even though the arm is supposed to be a cast, but it looks like it's covered in a t-shirt. But something falls out of the arm. Yeah. And he hits him again. And then they do the uh, Looney Tunes yes. mirror gimmick. First, I, this actually confused me because at first I thought the, the Matt Bourne doink was on the right. He's actually on the left now yeah and i was trying to look up to see who this this doink was like if it was one of our red tights that we had seen before but i couldn't find it, it is ray apollo who becomes doink i uh, think it yeah. might be i think i read that somewhere. let's see second doink in wrestle oh so it's steven kieran steve kern steve steve kern k-e-i-r-n explains the full story behind himself appearing as the second doink the clown and describing what it was like to hide under the ring for five hours oh, at wrestling. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the poor man. Yeah. So that's Stephen Kern, which I don't believe we have seen uh, him as a red tight. So this is yet another person who played Doink because we've also seen some red tights that played Doink. Yeah, actually, there's a list on Wikipedia of people who were Doink, including like <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, who came in in the costume once. Oh, that's funny. The thing is, no one can find Doink after the match. They look under the ring. They can't find him. Another ref comes out to try to right the wrong. Ref's knocked out. The double Doink happens. They defeat Crush. And the ref's like, no, 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 dude. There was two doinks. You got to disqualify doink for use of another doink. <laughs> for using a doink. <laughs> and the ref's like, what are you talking about? There's only one doink. I'm not seeing double. And yeah. they go look under the ring. No doink. And then they yeah. keep on saying there was never two doinks. It was an illusion. We're in Vegas. These magicians, mm-hmm. they do all sorts uh-huh. of magic. Uh-huh. It was an illusion. Sure. Which leads us to the most uncomfortable debut of the world's worst announcer. I was never a Todd Pentengill fan. But no. here's Todd Petting Zoo. <laughs> and he is up in the rafters. Yes. Which is calling the Bob Euchre seats, which I was expecting to see Bob. Is he on the show? I don't believe he is for, for WrestleMania 9. Is there any stars on the show? Did they spend any money on anybody? Natalie Cole comes in in a little while. I don't know if she's saying like the America the Beautiful Maybe. or something, but she's ringside. Todd Pettengill, uh interviews her in a little bit. Well, Todd is all 90s up in his toga because he's got the sunglasses and the backwards hat. He's a radio personality from I don't remember where, but we're going to have to endure Todd for a while because he's with the company for a bit. He is interviewing people, asking them whether or not they saw two doinks or was an illusion. There's two f***ing doinks. It's not that hard. There's no question about that. And then he he starts interviewing the quote-unquote Japanese cameramen just there to be stereotypes. Yes, completely stereotyped. They start yelling 
Japanese gibberish yeah. at him about the about the doinks that they they say that they Yoko, Yokozuna number one. Yeah. So two doinks <laughs> was an illusion. It was like ho 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 ho. Like, <laughs> what am I watching? Of course, sure. he's got the world's largest camera. Yep. What else are we gonna put in here? Yeah, with our WrestleMania hats that we didn't get for free. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what they're trying to do with Todd. Pengel seems a little pissed though. He throws a beef out here. He's like, I've been drenched with beer. Yeah, I've been drenched with soda, but I'm having a great time. Yeah. What a gig. <laughs> no, you're not. You are lying to us, sir. What a debut, huh, Jim? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Razor Ramon's logo. Giant on the Tron. Mm-hmm. This is a four-minute match that felt like 30. This was such a filler, and I felt bad for uh, both the participants in it for, for different reasons. Because Number one, because Razor deserves a much longer showing than this. This was just awful. And this was a backland barrier here. Not that he was doing any anything before this, but just, you know, he's supposed to be the man's man, the wrestler's wrestler and everything, and he gets he gets pinned by a freaking roll-up. Yeah, at the- <laughs> forget it. Yeah, uh, it's like, all right, you're done. I mean, just the presentation alone. You just know that one guy is a sports entertainer and the other guy is a 70s wrestler. Because mm-hmm. as Razor's coming down, he's looking at the little kids booing him and like will grease back his hair and then mm-hmm. throw the grease at the little kid. He's playing the heel immediately. Backlund, mm-hmm. champion of yesteryear, comes in with a towel up to his ears, looking mm-hmm. like he's in one of those collars when you're in a road accident. A yeah. puffy American flag jacket that doesn't fit him and makes him look like his arms are dislocated with shoulder yeah. pads. No music, no fanfare. I guess that's his awesome. thing. Like, I, no thrills. I don't, I'm, I'm just I'm a perfect wrestler. They'll cheer uh, yes. for me and the cheers alone will be my entrance. No one's cheering for him. No, he's not at all. jumping up and down. He's doing this waddle to stretch. Mm-hmm. I'm the baby face. I will shake this drug mafia mobster guy's hand. <laughs> Razor was like, fuck you. There's <laughs> a toothpick at him. He's like, I'm the better wrestler here. Because- he's like, I'm going to break you in half. I'm going to grab you by the ass and I'm going to throw you out of the ring. Easy enough. That's exactly it. This was a perfect time for our commentators to mention the WrestleMania 9 hotline. Yes. Uh, backstage. And apparently Raymond Rougeau, Ray Rougeau was talking to Doink. Yes. Which I can only imagine what that conversation was. Can, can you possibly ever ask your parents for that? Can you be like, Mom, I need to call the WrestleMania hotline right now. It's $400 a minute. Yeah. Because yeah. I need to hear Ray Rougeau talk to <laughs> Doink the Clown. Please. Can I? It'll totally be worth it. Yeah. Or what would probably happen is a month later, my mother would be like looking at the bill. Like, what is this 900 number for $35? I was like, oh, well, during WrestleMania, I had to listen to Ray Rougeau <laughs> interview Doink the Clown. But since I was 17, I would have been like, you know exactly what that is. I apologize. <laughs> yes. it you know what? That would have been better. Yeah. You know what? It, I, I dialed a porn line. You know what? I'm a little disappointed, but I'm happy you told me. That would have gone over much better than I had to call the wrestling hotline to hear a Canadian interview a clown. That would have been great. Oh. My father had been like, God, I, I, I hoped it was porn. I failed. Porn would have been so much better. Please let it be porn. Please let it be Please porn. Let it be porn. <laughs> like it was porn. Goddamn right it was. 
during this, because there's absolutely nothing going on in the ring, a mention that Luger knocks out Hart during the WrestleMania luncheon, which uh, occurred earlier in the day. So I guess they're like setting up further feuds past, you know, WrestleMania. I don't remember. If they mention that during the Yokozuna match is the reason why he might lose the Yokozuna match. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. he was in good shape, but Yoko splashed him twice during the contract signing and he got knocked out by Luger. So he's not at 100%, like giving him an out. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see if that happens later. Bob Backlund gets about 30 seconds worth of offense in this four minute match. And then Razor just kicks the shit out of him. (laughs) Yeah, rolls him up at the end. There's a horrible atomic drop that Backlund does where he picks Razor up and then he like pushes forward on it. Instead of dropping Razor straight down Mm -hmm. on his knee, he like pushes him forward and Razor almost misses his knee. That's not how you do an atomic drop. Yeah, you get a lot of arm drags. A lot of good. I mean, he looks smooth, but he also looks like he's relying on Razor to do everything. I think the problem mm-hmm. with the atomic drop is uh, Backlund couldn't carry him all the way down. Backlund doesn't get his knee down for Razor to land on it or land near it. Mm. I think Razor Ramon's legs are the size of Bob Backlund. Oh, yeah, easily. There's such a height mismatch on some of these moves that there's, you know, little Opie Cuttingham over here. Which Bobby calls him several times. Yeah, having a really tough time trying to drop a guy who's twice his size. But yes, mm-hmm. small package. I like it. The wrestler got beat by wrestling, I think. By wrestling. <laughs> but, yep. So it was, a, it was a Burry match for Backlund, and it wasn't enough to really showcase Razor. So this match did absolutely nothing. No, and it wasn't going to. It went in cold. Yeah. It's four minutes of filler. Here we go. All right. The first half of the double main event, which I'm going to say, I think the Gonzalez match might be better than this one. Oh, yeah. I, I actually, I, I didn't have a lot. Of, like, I wrote down a lot of notes on this just to kind of keep up with it. But if you break down how many actual wrestling moves occurred in this match, yeah, it's very little. Well, it's Caesars Palace. Imagine if the Caesars app was out now. Mm. What's the over under on actual wrestling moves? <laughs> Bet now. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. The under. I'm taking the under. The under's a negative number. I'll still take the under. It's taking it. Taking it. Don't worry about it. We got this. Gene is backstage with Money Inc. for their interview. Gene thinks that the titles are in jeopardy, of course. And they replay a bit of the feud to basically where Money Inc. attacks Brutus for the first time. And this is where Jimmy Hart turns good. And then they go back to them and they show the gold briefcase. Yes. What is it called? Not a howitzer. The Halliburton briefcase. Yes. There is a classic dude when Money Incorporated comes out. It is one hour, 14 minutes, 55 seconds. There is this Euro trash looking dude. He is mm-hmm. in every pay-per-view of this era. I think his name's Vladimir. I, you can find him on YouTube because this dude okay. is in everything. He's the, He's got a hot rod shirt with glasses okay. and a necklace. And he apparently got ringside tickets for everything like you'd follow him around like fish (laughs) he's like the neon green happy face dude now yeah yeah i don't know how these guys do it but they always get front row hard camera side yeah and it's always the same dudes ted's coming out in his pay-per-view whites he's got his white tuxedo out definitely in the home whites check out the new gear 
dominate. Whereas Iris just doesn't give a fuck and is in the same stuff as he always did. <laughs> He's just like, just let me kick somebody's ass. I don't care. I'm not dressing up for shit. He's like, how much more dressed up do you want me to be? I'm in slacks and a tie. I wrestle in dress shoes. What else do you want from my life? Looks like new title belts. They look shinier. There's some dudes who actually track the actual belts. They're like, oh yeah, no, there's a different one. They're really shined up and new. A lot of times they look dull and almost silvery, even though there was a silver one. Yeah. But then we get a puff of smoke. Yeah. Hogan and Brutus, for their entrance, they get the red and yellow smoke because we don't have enough red and yellow. Right right now and in money inc's interview before they mentioned something about hogan being damaged and we didn't really know what they meant until he comes out and apparently he was in some sort of jet skating accident a couple of days before so they play that up as saying he got jumped at the gym the night before and he has like a black eye with some some stitches over the top of it there are two stories to this Mm-hmm. One is a jet ski accident. He and a bunch of guys, including Savage and Brutus, were on jet skis in Clearwater, Florida. Hogan somehow goes over the jet ski. He's wearing a vest and the vest pops him back up. And I think it's Brutus's jet ski hits him in the face, breaks his orbital, and he mm-hmm. gets this nasty black eye that needs stitches. Mm-hmm. Jim Cornette says that's not the case. Hogan's back. And this is, I think, one of the first times that he's in the same room with Macho, who blamed Hogan for... Uh, his breakup with Miss Elizabeth, because Miss Elizabeth uh, ran to uh, Linda Hogan's house and stayed with her uh, when she was putting the end to the marriage. So mm-hmm. he blamed Hogan because he thought Hogan and Linda were talking Elizabeth out of the marriage. Anyway, they, they hated each gotcha. other for a while after this. And Macho slugs him. Mm. Which I didn't believe until, like, the comment is made on air by Macho. Ooh, must have been a cheap shot. (laughs) (laughs) I hear Hogan got beat up backstage. He's like, yeah, must have been a cheap shot. And I'm like, maybe (laughs) it did hit him. Maybe it was. Maybe Maybe it was. was. But yeah, no, the story that's kind of held is that he was hit by a jet ski. Who knows? We get a Money Incorporated match against Faces, where, you know, the Faces beat him up for a while, and then someone's got to be the punching bag for the majority of the match. Yeah, there's not a lot of, you know, electricity in this match. What you would expect from a Hogan match. This was, you could definitely tell, was the end of an era. Like, people still like Hogan, but they're not just going crazy nuts for him anymore. He's like a spectacle anymore. Like, you want to see Hogan, but you're just not like, ah, he's the greatest anymore. Yeah. And... You can totally see that in this crowd's reaction. Like, and the commentary is they're trying to pump it up. They're just like, this place is electric. You know, it's going nuts for Hogan. And they're really not. No, they look at like the long shot crowds. Well, they're like going, yay. How many of this crowd is just people who happen to be in Vegas? Because Mm -hmm. I was looking at the crowd, I'm just looking at a bunch of old dudes. Like people yeah. who look like they were at the buffet. I think that was that was on one of the the Pritchard shows when they were talking about WrestleMania Nine. Is how so many tickets for this were comped mm-hmm. as part of like staying at Caesar's Palace. So people just kind of showed up for it, not really caring about wrestling. Yeah, I'm just looking at guys in like old man hats and like. Mm-hmm. It's like, how many of these people are just like Caesar's Palace guests and not wrestling fans? Because they don't look like they know the story. They don't know, look like they're interested in the match. I would have called an audible at this point. If I see Hogan coming out and nobody giving a shit, he's tired, okay. I would have been like, 
we don't give them the title at the end of the show. Yeah, exactly. They they went through with it. But yeah, as, as I said at the beginning of this, there's really not a lot of moves to this match. Like they, they start off the whole thing with, like, you know, cleaning house as baby faces always do in this. They they get rid of Money Inc. Money Inc. is upset. They're on the outside of the ring. This lasts for a good two to three minutes before the match actually starts. Right. And we get Brutus and IRS in the ring to do a little bit of, you know, back and forth. Mostly just hits in the corner. You know, they do like the 10 count punches Mm -hmm. up in the sky. You know, it's like that stuff. There's not a lot of moves going on here. This is all just fists and chops. The selling of the indestructibility of the spotted owl mask where... Mm-hmm. DiBiase does a double axe handle onto the mask and then breaks both yeah. his hands. Yeah, hurts himself on there. That was kind of good. I did like that. But yeah, there's in a lot of double teaming. Money Inc. going back, of course, to their old heel tricks of doing the fake tag where they, you know, clap behind mm-hmm. the referee's back to switch each other out. So definitely some heel moves on their part. And then when Hogan finally gets in there, it's just like, you know, it's a lot of posturing to the crowd and just doing like big pop moves. Like he even goes up after Brutus had already done it once, uh, goes up to the top rope and like hits DiBiase in the corner for 10. Then DiBiase falls to the ground. Then he does it again. I'm just like, okay, you've got nothing. You've got nothing. You're just going to do this 10 count thing because you're getting a reaction out of the crowd. I'm just trying to find the spot where uh, where you get the ref bump. Ref bump number three. Re- ref bump number three happens. It's towards the end, actually. Yeah. Because it's after a couple of spots here. DiBiase puts Hogan into the, the dream there and gets him down. And eventually Hogan's like on the mat and sits up like the Undertaker. <laughs> and I saw that and I was like, Hogan's backstage talking to the Undertaker going like, I like that move, brother. I'm going to steal it because I'm Hogan. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style. You know what I'm saying? This is an 18 minute match. It didn't seem like that. Well, it, no, it's 18 minutes that they're on screen. And I would say probably about three minutes of match. So DiBiase and IRS leave. And then the ref decides that if they don't come back into the ring, yeah. they'll lose the titles. And Bobby's like, can't make up rules in the middle of the match. That's not how this works. And he's right. He's totally right, too. They didn't do that for, you know, Sean uh, when he was counted out. or Yeah, yeah like Tataka's like, what the fuck? Where's my bill? <laughs> yeah, well, it's Hogan. We can change the rules whenever we damn well please. Yeah, Hogan gets the belt whenever he wants. Tataka's like, what yeah. just happened? Yeah. But they do take the mask off of poor Brutus and try to slam his face with it. Yeah, that's all the storytelling that we get in this is, you know, they talk about the mask and everything and they finally get the mask off. So they start hitting him in the face and, you know, it's killing Brutus over here until we get the ref bump number three. After DiBiase hits Brutus from behind, there are tags on both sides. Hogan hits the big boot on DiBiase and then there's a double pin after Hogan. And this is just where it went silly. Ref bump. Mm-hmm. The legal men are IRS and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. The ref is down because DiBiase ran in and clobbered Brutus from behind and knocked the ref out. Knocked him into the ref. Yes, correct. Now Hogan and DiBiase are back outside the ring. The ref is out cold. Hogan is trying to get Brutus to get enough sense to tag him in. Meanwhile, IRS is slowly crawling to DiBiase. DiBiase gets tagged in first. Sure. Brutus drops in and makes the hot tag. Yeah. My point is, 
The ref is down. Who cares if the tag is legal? The ref is out cold. Everybody's trying to make a legal tag. The, the heels are trying to make a legal tag. Yeah. Well, the ref is down. That's true. The ref's down. Who gives a shit? Yeah, nobody's looking. Nobody's watching at this point. Why Just the, get in the ring and start pummeling the shit out of each other. Why, why not? Why are they trying to make legal tags? There's no referee. Exactly. Well, because there's no referee and both Hogan and Brutus get a, a pin on IRS and DiBiase at the same time, Jimmy Hart gets into the ring, flips his jacket around, to which he has referee stripes on the inside. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> As a coincidence, because a ref flip might happen, Jimmy Hart is dressed like a ref. Yeah, making him the official referee, or as he sees it, counts the three and hands Hogan and Brutus the belt. So you think the match is over, but there's no bell at this point because a second ref comes in and says that they're disqualified. And the only reason I can think that they're disqualified is because they hit one of them with Brutus's mask. Yes. I think they hit Dibiase with Brutus's mask. But that ref wasn't in the ring when that happened. Okay. See, this is, this is a much different time where, you know, these refs were like sitting backstage, apparently, yeah. in gorilla position, watching for this stuff so they could run out and say, no, 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 you were cheating. You know, Doink with his prosthetic arm, we're not going to run out for that. No, we're not so going to run, run out, out for this one. Five minutes earlier, when they used a briefcase against Brutus's yeah. defenseless face, but we're going to run out after Hogan uses Brutus's face mask, which is actually a legal thing in the match, right? Yeah. He's allowed yeah. to have this. If he headbutted a guy, everything's cool. Yeah. If Hogan hits the guy, it's illegal. Like this is, this <laughs> is a piece of sports so equipment right now. It's he's allowed to bring it into the ring. Yeah. Uh, not only that, when Jimmy Hart counts the pin, everybody jumps up like he's official. Hogan has his hands up like we won. Jimmy says mm -hmm. we did. They grab yeah. the belts and they're holding the belts like they've won the belts because suddenly Jimmy Hart's an official official. Yeah. And yeah. the ref's like, no, you cheated. He's not real. <laughs> you don't get the belts. And Hogan's confused. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. And then they end up taking it out on the ref. They take it out on Danny Davis. We had to jack him a little bit. We still chilling though, right, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby the Brain is the only guy who's like, they didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Hogan exactly. shaded? Jimmy Hartstead an official? Yeah. It's, this is the only time when the heel announcer makes absolute perfect sense. Like, yeah. This is the, the perfect way to end this feud, if you want to call it an end to the feud, because everything leading up to this match was just so cartoony and hokey. We made so many, you know, comments on all the promos that were put forth to end this match like this is exactly how it should have ended, because it's so stupid yeah. that it just fits with this this whole feud the clown match was less cartoony than this shit yeah the ref jacket under his jacket yeah come can, on can you imagine him pitching this and you know be great we'll have a ref bump but i'll have a referee outfit on <laughs> why would you have that yeah they, they didn't worry about the why there, no. there's so many why they didn't start with why they, <laughs> no they, they didn't care just do it just do it and make sure hogan yeah. has to pose yes there was a whole reason for this whole thing. Brutus strutting, Hogan posing for the next six or seven minutes. Yeah, to end the first half of the show. Okay, well, so. have you liked WrestleMania 9 so far, Sam? 
Oh my God. I knew I wasn't going to, but I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by the Shawn Michaels Tatanka match. So I'm going to give it a one out of five. And that one goes to the first match. <laughs> yes. Of what we saw, definitely the Tatanka, like Tatanka looked great. Sean looked yeah. great. Sherry and Luna at the end fighting each other for no apparent reason was, was pretty good. Diners just was too long and i thought scott died <laughs> yeah a couple, a couple of botch moves in there that almost killed scott steiner my red tight of the night is bob backland holy shit yes yeah uh the yeah. match was short and sweet thank god because uh, there was a mitch match for no story so let's just get it over with i got to see Doyle beat the shit out of crush well deserved well deserved Backlund looks like from another time. He looks like he's from Mm -hmm. the 70s. And Hogan looks like he's from another time. He looks like they're trying to get the mid-80s cartoon show onto this wrestling match show. Yeah. Because everybody else is wrestling. Yep. Head Shrinkers and Steiners wrestling match. You had Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels, Tatanka wrestling match. Even Bob Backlund, Razor, as short as it was, was a wrestling match. And then you had whatever the fuck Gaga bullshit I just saw. Yeah, this was this was all Gaga story yeah. is what it was. It's like, let's just play to the story because none of us are going to wrestle. Yeah. And I'm sure IRS was like pissed. It's like, man, I'm in WrestleMania. I don't even get to wrestle. They do open the Halliburton briefcase and guess what? Oh, yeah. It was loaded with a brick. Could you imagine? Yes, there was a brick in there. There was some tax papers and, of course, some cash. Yes, we're going to give that to the crowd because... We haven't mm-hmm. done that since Andre did it. Yeah. <laughs> every other media won. Yeah, every other DBS match where they give money to the crowd. Yeah. I like the one is lean times and the money like had DBS's face on it or something. Like it was fake money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Todd Pettengill interview after this, which will probably start the next episode is natalie cole no oh, that's okay. where they see her she's sitting there going it's it's actually real money like this whole thing is fake <laughs> if it's real money if this is all fake well tune in next week where we will have lex luger and mr perfect all right we will have the undertaker versus giant gonzalez which is you know the reason we're all here <laughs> of course of course. And then finally, Yokozuna versus Bret Hart versus Hulk Hogan. Yes, versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So. For now, Sayonara Undertaker. Yes. And Shawn Michaels has left the building. Still your intercontinental champion. 